Hey, everybody, welcome to the first edition of the Doghouse Rules podcast. That is, that name is a work in progress, but, uh, you know, here we are. This is a whole work in progress. We're trying this out. We're trying to do a little pod for the league. Whoever wants to listen is going to listen, but doesn't really matter because this is just for fun. Uh, I'm Quinn. You, uh, I'm the commissioner of this league. And then you got Jamie here, my co-host here to... Uh, rattle off some some fantasy content for uh, everyone who doesn't know what the hell is going on like us nerds jamie what's going on not much just arrived at my uh, remote uh cabin in the woods took a little longer than expected stopped for a burrito on the way um had some trolley uh light bright worms feeling mm. pretty good ready good, to do this good. yeah and i i just want to address the uh the elephant in the room here um, and state to whoever might be uh, listening in from the league, uh, I'm here to instill knowledge and to um, to help you. So I, I hope that um, I hope that everyone is um, appreciative, um, and I think we all have a collective mission to take Troy down. And I'm really, it's looking good for that um, to actually happen this year. So I'm I'm hoping that together we can. We can slay the beast. Yeah, for anyone who isn't aware, Troy is the obvious villain out here, making his team name three Pete. the The audacity in uh, in this man's decision is um is is just daunting. And uh, it, I mean, we were all thinking it anyway, so we might as well make it public knowledge. That's right. Yeah, yeah, and and thank you everyone for uh, voicing support for this uh, this project. Uh, I know me and Quinn have kind of talked about it for a while, maybe doing a podcast and uh you know getting all this crazy like useless information out of our brains so uh we appreciate any support drake shout out to you for uh kind of passively maybe agreeing to edit this um so uh that would be amazing but uh no pressure um because it's going to be perfect the first time we we do this so probably won't need any edits but thank you very much uh and we're doing this for you guys we love you all except for troy Anyway, so the long-term plan for the pod is we are going to break down our league's info. We're going to break down NFL info. We're going to do a little bit of everything, but uh, for the most part, we're going to have fun. We're going to have guests on from the league. We're going to we're going to just mostly this is for Jamie and I to have the conversations we normally have off the air for uh, everyone else to listen to, and maybe just maybe some of you uh, bottom feeders at the bottom of the league, <clears throat> Ian, you know. Might uh, pick up something and maybe pick somebody off the waiver wire, you know? I mean, that that, that could that could be cool. Yeah. Because uh, you, uh, I mean, really? Only 12 moves? I mean, if you really want to get down into the down and dirty, I mean, Brady and CT, six and one move on the season. That is not, it's not good for each of you. Wow. Way to blow up their spot there. I, I don't know how many moves I've made, but um, I... I'd caution against making too many moves because I've been burned that way before. So I kind of respect it. You know, you draft a team, you you hang tough with them. You, you give them a shot. Um, so I well, respect Jamie, that. Well, Jamie, you're by far the, the most with, with pretty much double anyone else. But you know what? All that being said, it's time to time to get down into the into the into the dirty. Yeah. Into the into the content. Let's uh, let's right. give the people what they want here. Um, and start off the 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 podcast here with some things we're thankful for. How about that? 
All right, let's let's do it, Jamie. What you got? I'm thankful. What's the for number one thing you're thankful for this season? Kendall Hinton. Hear me out. Wow. Here we go. Flashback. Take a journey with me. A year ago, same cabin in the woods, same family, uh, same Thanksgiving experience. Feels like it was a you know a lifetime ago. I think everyone can agree a lot has changed. Not to get all cliche or anything, but you know the one constant in my life is the fact that the Broncos do not have a starting quarterback right now. I know people love Teddy, um, but I just think back to that game when Kendall Hinton had to start for them, and I was playing the Saints defense, and it was great. But they still, I, I think back to Kendall and how hopeless and uh, lost he was on that day. And uh, I'm thinking Teddy uh, and the Broncos kind of, Teddy ain't it. I think they're right back where they were a year ago. They know they at least they learned their lesson with Drew Locke, but I think that um they got some work to do this offseason. They're they're a team that, you know, might be a wild card team, but they're not going anywhere. So I'm thankful for the consistency of the Broncos quarterback situation. You know, the subtle jabs in that uh in that little monologue that you just rattled off are are not they're not being missed by anyone. Especially not me. If you're the Broncos GM, what are you doing next year? Who's your quarterback? I mean, I think you have to draft somebody. He's not in the building. You can't go. You're, you're not hearing the rumblings of Russell. Oh, of, okay. Uh, of Aaron Rodgers. You know what? I don't know. I've heard rumblings about Russ forever now, and I want it to happen. I've been banging the table for it to happen because I'm just I'm upset with the Seahawks. I'm divorcing them. I become. I've adopted the Titans. Uh, I've told you this in confidence this year as my team, um, my interim team. Uh, and yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I fully want them to make a move like that, but it seems very unlikely with the current coaching staff and he- front office there that they're going to do something like that. If they got all excited about Teddy, I don't know, their, their judgment. They drafted Drew Locke because John Elway told them to. Like, I don't know who's, who's whispering in their ears about these quarterbacks, but I just don't trust them. But I hope they do that to make things more interesting because the Chiefs are vulnerable. So, yeah. All right. Well, you know, as much as we loved your uh, your, your strange, obscure first thing that you're thankful for this season, um, I'm going to go into something that uh, we can actually all realize here. I'm number one most thankful for Jonathan Taylor. Mm, that's a good Jonathan one. Taylor this year started off, He uh, he's a borderline first-round pick, borderline second round pick in fantasy drafts everywhere and he uh he had a disappointing start and i he probably scared a lot of managers but he's really come on in the last couple weeks as uh being a top running back probably looking to be one of the top running backs drafted next year and uh mm-hmm. probably about 90 percent of the reason that uh evan has risen to the uh the top of the league yeah no doubt about it i mean he looks great i've watched tape on him um and kind of cringed a little bit thinking about Derrick Henry and maybe he, he basically looks like a reincarnation of Derrick Henry. Like there's no stopping him. He's not even being touched. I, I heard a stat. He's not being touched. He's like one of the only running backs. That's like, it, like the most yards before even being contacted by the defense, but he's, he's untouched for like four yards, every single run. It seems like, and he's able to catch the ball and, and go for like a 77 yard touchdown. So like, and if you're Carson Wentz, this is like, you don't want Carson Wentz to make his horrible, you know, Wentzian mistakes. So, of course, if you're the Colts, you want to feature this guy. And you have one of the best offensive lines in the in the whole game. So, 
And now you have a chance to make a big statement right here, right now against the Buccaneers and run down their throats, which is something that I wouldn't have thought they'd be able to do a month ago. But the Bills just got completely steamrolled. So they fear nothing. They fear nobody. I'm excited to see Jonathan Taylor continue to roll. Well, you know, the Colts, uh, if they've done anything right, and it's not with their quarterback situation, but they've sure built a heck of a line. I mean, they've just got some real hog mollies up there, if you will. And uh, it, they could pretty much have anybody back there. But Jonathan Taylor is incredibly talented, and there's no doubt about that. There's a reason he's not getting touched. All right, what do you got next, Jamie? I'm thankful for the Lions always playing on Thanksgiving. Oh, my God. Someone had to say it. Um, <laughs> what? I, I've been hearing, because in, in, I do my research, you know, I, I've been listening to podcasts. Um, oh, my God. Everybody's sick of the Lions playing on Thanksgiving. Um, what is this list? It's it's a horrible tradition. I don't understand why they're still playing. They're just being set up to fail. Um, and uh, they're gonna this 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 week. I promise you, they're gonna win. I'm calling it right now. They're gonna win against the Bears. The Bears are starting Andy Dalton, someone I was really high on in the preseason for some reason. Uh, drafted him in a two quarterback league happily. Um, there were some shenanigans though at the beginning of the season. I won't. I don't want to get into, but. Um, moral of the story, I've seen him play. He's not good. The only reason he has a reasonable stat line um, was because of a, a bomb touchdown and Darnell Mooney did everything else for him and made him look good. But the Lions are scrappy. Um, they like to bite kneecaps, last I checked, but that was, you know, that was week one. They got kind of a, a sad vibe, um, but I think that's going to change. They, were, they weren't satisfied with the tie. They want to win. And I think this is the week for them to get it. Uh, everyone's counting them out. Everyone's saying how terrible they are and they're sick of seeing them on Thanksgiving, I want to see them get a win. Well, uh, you should pick them first when we decide who's going to watch what game because I don't want anything to do with that mess. All right, going into the next thing that I'm thankful for, uh, Jalen Hurts. Hello, everyone. He is here. Jalen Hurts is the number one quarterback in fantasy, and he was drafted in our league in like the eighth or ninth round, and that's with keepers being taken at the front. Is he the best pass in their league? Not by a long shot. But running in three touchdowns last week, something that Randall Cunningham, legendary Eagles quarterback, great runner as well, never did. Something Michael Vick, legendary Eagles quarterback, never did. Three touch running touchdowns in a game. Sure, he might have been cooling off in the last couple of games, but he's here, and uh, I, I don't think there's any way to, uh, to not look back and wish you had Jalen Hurts on your roster. Yeah, I'd have to agree. He's um, putting it together. They're not forcing him to throw excessively. They're playing to his strengths. They're building a team around his strengths. They look great. They've been steamrolling teams. Um, their defense doesn't have to do too much, and they just run, just kind of like the Colts. Like, they, you can't stop them. They've got a good offensive line now that everyone's healthy, and he looks great. I mean, Hurts and Smith, the, the connection is still growing. I think there's more upside. Goddard is like an elite tight end, in my opinion. I've always been high on him. Now that Ertz and Goddard have been, you know, separated, uh, I think they're both uh, kind of able to thrive in their separate environments. So I'm really excited for Hertz to just continue to roll. And if you look at his schedule, it's very favorable down the stretch. Whoever picked up the Eagles defense is a, a genius, I think. Um, that's a plug and play start every single week. 200 uh, rushing yards last week. You can't can't make a stat like that up. All right, what do you got for your uh, last thing you're thankful for before we get into the games? I'm thankful for excuses. Um, I love the drama of uh, Aaron Rodgers. You know, tough loss, right? Uh, he's my guy. He's my quarterback. Two seasons in a row now. Um, he's not as good this year, but I just love the the, the whole um, storyline of him. Let's flash back a little bit. 
he, he claims to be immunized, right? Uh, but for some reason, he's still being treated like he hasn't been vaccinated. And then later it comes out that he basically, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but he basically said, I didn't know that that didn't count or I, w- I was informed that this would count as being vaccinated. Dude, just get the get the vaccine. Like, there's a simple way to fix this. If you really were a team player here, which you've never really been here with the Packers, you've always been this resentful guy um, who holds grudges. Let's not kid around here. Um, you would have just done what, what most of the league has done in the get vaccinated. Like, I, I don't understand, but I love you because you're just such a curmudgeon and a lovable grump and you look like the dude. He looks like John Wick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For his Halloween costume, he just, he wouldn't tell anybody. He's playing coy. Like, he's just kind of a weirdo and who likes to make excuses after losing to the Vikings in heartbreaking yeah, fashion. Yeah, frankly, though, um, Aaron Rodgers, his vaccine research is that in which of a long view facebook mom let's be real here yeah tough I, but... I mean it's a tough spot to be in but uh he he really does sound like he's part of that community i think there's really no way uh, other way to put it besides uh, embarrassing mm. for him and his brand it's probably the uh the worst he's looked and he can't backtrack any harder than he has been but you know then he goes out and throws for four touchdowns against the vikes still loses then he's like i have a broken toe okay hey he can be a liar but he's still pretty good at football he is a good at football that's true i like him not as a person (laughs) all right well my last uh my last thing i'm thankful for is uh cordero patterson i mean i would be benounced to not just heap on some praise for him because that guy at 30 years old, he's having a breakout season for the Falcons. Looking back on it, at the beginning of the year, I literally, I had waiver priority over Evan. Evan and I had a conversation about it. He, he was so excited about Corderell, and I was like, you know what? I don't want to pick him up because he's a fun player, and I think he should be part of somebody's roster, and that is probably one of the worst mistakes that I've made this year. Wait a minute. Your reason is that you wanted somebody else to have him? I admittedly i really did not pick him up because evan was talking about how much he wanted him on his team see this is why we have one of the best commissioners in the uh, universe right I, here. I mean look it's not a humble brag i'm really being honest here <laughs> that that guy is playing out of his mind who really could have guessed that he would turn into this even during those weeks where he just broke out for 16 points then all of a sudden he's doing it again for 20 and then looking at 30 i mean we're talking about an rb1 this year yeah locked in he's getting the pass catching work there's no one else in there Calvin Ridley's MIA. Good for him because mental health is important. But Mike yeah. Davis, who are you? Terrible. Where are you? Done. Uh, and he's coming back this week. I'm certain of it. Um, he his he was almost going to play last week. So if you have him, Evan, go ahead and start him because he was the only reason you won against me. And that's my one loss on the season. Wow, wow. Well, that's a really good transition into this injury talk. Is uh, what what are we gonna what are we thinking about Alvin Kamara at this point? Oh, uh, I think they're gonna. He's definitely out this week, um, and I think that the Saints are kind of in freefall mode right now. They want him back, but they're trying to be smart with injuries. They've been burned by Winston's injury because uh, you know how instrumental Winston was to the team. Um, but they just want to play it safe here. They've been burned by Michael Thomas, so I think they really instrumental at keeping there. Trevor Simeon healthy and on the bench and ready to play. Right? I think Simeon's about to be benched for real. I think it's going to be Taysom. Uh, Pretty soon, because they just signed him to an insane amount of money. And if he's done li- next to nothing this season. So uh, I think reading the tea leaves, it's going to be Taysom pretty soon, um, which I still like Kamara. I think he'll come back next week, hopefully. Um, the only reason he's sitting this week, I think, is because they don't want to rush him on a short week. Well, you know, either way, he's rotting on uh, Brady's team at the bottom of the league. So it doesn't really matter anyway, does it? Yikes. Moving on to the next one. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was unnecessary. <laughs> Antonio Brown. Uh, are we looking at a return for him this week? Can we first talk about the fact that he is trying to create a fake COVID card business in the league? Oh, oh no, that was debunked. That was debunked. It was debunked. Not true. The chef was chasing the bag. Oh no! So that's what happened. That's you, everyone. Look out! Public service announcement. Make sure your personal chef, your live-in chef, is not plotting to get you kicked out of the league, okay? Be careful. Um, Antonio Brown, love him uh, as a player. I think as soon as he comes back, he's going to make an instant impact and lift the Bucks' offense to greater heights so they don't, hopefully don't lose to Washington and teams like that anymore. Yeah, no, I think he'll come back next week. Um, Bruce Arian said he's looking good. I'm not sure what the deal is, if he's walking or anything, like where he's at, um, but I just have this feeling he's going to be coming back. They just want to be extra smart with him because they're in it for the long haul. They're trying to win a Super Bowl here. Well, if Antonio Brown doesn't play, uh, what do you think of Tyler Johnson as a flex player? No, stop. No? No. I, why? Just, you know who it's going to be. It's going to be Godwin. Fournette's getting a ton of work out of the backfield, pass catching. You got Gronk back, who looks great. And then you got um, Mike Evans. Like, there's too many mouths to feed at this point. Like, I just don't feel comfortable with Tyler Well, if that's Johnson. where you're at, why don't you give some free fantasy advice? Tell Nolan to bench Dallas Goddard. Oh, sorry. Uh, Dalton Schultz. Bench Dalton Schultz right now. Why? For Rob Gronkowski. Wait, wait, wait. Tell him to do it. Yeah, he's got to play Gronk. Are you kidding me? He's playing Schultz? You got to play Gronk. Good. No, you got to play Gronk. Are you kidding me? Gronk has the upside. Right. He's got the size. Schultz? Look, the Cowboys might need to lean on Schultz in the short term, but long term, Gronk is part of their plans in uh, in Tampa Bay here. Brady and Gronk have that connection. Like he's huge. He's still huge. Like he's not as fast as he used to be, but he's running tons of routes and he's a part All of the right. team. Yeah, but there's also no one else for them to throw the ball to in uh, Dallas. So I think it's kind of a toss up personally. Uh, I don't know. I haven't been too high on Schultz. Moving on, moving on. The Titans have absolutely no wide receivers, but does it matter? Yes, they're going to get steamrolled by the Patriots this week. I would avoid everybody. I'm in a two-quarterback uh, super flex league, and I I'm I want to trade away Tannehill. I don't want to play him. I'm really nervous about him. I'm sure he'll you know throw for like a touchdown and be intercepted like three times again. Um, and I I don't like. Julio is even if when he first comes back, I'm not going to be playing him if I have him because you just can't trust this guy at this point. He's had one good game all season. Like he's an injury risk. He sometimes leaves halfway through the game, just like AJ Brown. Um, AJ Brown probably won't play, shouldn't play because they're just going to get their asses kicked no matter what. Uh, Belichick takes away your biggest weapon. So that would be AJ Brown. I've been looking at Westbrook Akine. I don't know if that's See, you, you kind of stepped on my uh, you stepped on my uh, on my lead here because I was going to tell you that Nick Westbrook Akine is the sleeper play of the week. Lock it up, lock up Nick Westbrook Akine for at least ten fantasy points. Put him in your flex spot. He has even bigger upside than that because he will catch a touchdown and he will have at least five receptions. Wow, but do you think he's going to fly under uh, Belichick's radar though? If AJ I Brown do. sits. If A.J. Brown sits, then it's a different story, but I, I believe A.J. Brown's going to play. As a decoy, nothing more. A.J. Brown owners, that means you, Quinn. you got to play somebody else. I'm telling you, bench him this week. Well, that's a decision for me to make on Sunday. Won't Julio we? might be back, but not until uh, two weeks from now because they have a bye next week. All right, and uh, I, I think my last plug is uh, wrapping up on Corderell talk is uh, Quadre Olison. Oh, no. Olison? You, you can't be serious. Patterson's going to be I, back. I'm just saying keep, it on, keep it on your radar if you get desperate. Okay. Um, what about Hopkins? I, I think people are curious. Uh, Hopkins has been out for a while. You have Hopkins. 
I think Hopkins will be great out of the bye. I think Kyler and Hopkins will be rejuvenated. Hopkins hasn't been terrible. He just hasn't been like a you know wide receiver one. He's been like more of a wide receiver two due to the uh, emergence of Christian Kirk and everybody else. So I just want to kind of calm you down about that, Quinn, and say Hopkins should be high-end wide receiver two uh, after the bye and on onward, I think. Well, I'm going to keep my expectations tempered because that's who I am. But, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. All right, let, let's get into these games. All right, let's do it. So you All get right, the first so, pick. Uh, we're, yep, we're going to pick the uh, the Thanksgiving games first as a rule because it's, you know, the holiday season. And then we'll go into the rest of the games and uh, we'll just take turns picking which games we want to cover, mm-hmm. which games we want to follow. And uh, I'm going to open up with uh, the game that I want to be watching on Thursday while I'm eating chicken is, uh, without a doubt, Raiders-Cowboys. What? Now, here's what I'm thinking. This this matchup, while... You know, you're looking at a lot of uh, a lot of down receivers for the Cowboys, which is generally a disappointing idea. Uh, Tyron Smith, the best tackle in football, is back, ladies and gentlemen. You've got Ezekiel Elliott, who uh, a little banged up, but they've got a one-two punch with him and Pollard. You've got Cedric Wilson, who's probably a good flex play this week and this week only, if you're really desperate. I think that Dak's going to be doing way better with more protection. I... Uh, can't help but want to watch my guy Darren Waller continue to carve up defenses with him and Carr's connection. I uh, I would love to see another receiver break out there as a deep threat to, you know, handle the old uh, slot the old maniac used to play, uh, Mr. Ruggs himself. But, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, sorry, Charlie, condolences to you. Uh, but, yeah, this is a game that I want to watch because I think that this is going to be the most entertaining game on the slate. Yeah, I like that call. Um, I think this is a good opportunity to go into some injuries, too. CeeDee Lamb should play. Um, I think he'll clear concussion protocol. But as everyone knows, concussion protocol is kind of weird. And no one really... I don't understand it, to be honest. But just the vibe. He's going to play. So I would kind of... That might that would definitely mean Cedric Wilson should be benched at that point. Lamb is a plug-and-play. Um, Cooper's out because he didn't get vaccinated. Um, and then we have Schultz as a... You can start him, but unless you have Gronk, and then you should be starting Gronk. Um, Schultz is still a tight end one, though, I'd say. You're right. Uh, especially, especially if Lamb is out. And yeah, Dak can't possibly look any worse than he did last week. Um, and that was purely because of the pass catchers being injured. So I think it should be a good game. Raiders need to show something here because they've looked terrible and they haven't scored more than 16 points in three straight games, I think. And they also, this was coming out of the bye. So they've dropped three straight. They had a winning record at one point, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry, Charlie. Uh, you might want to earmuff for this part. But Waller's still a beast. Um, they just can't run the ball. Cowboys should roll here. This is an angry Cowboys team that's better than their record, I think, right now. And uh, Cowboys defense needs to show up. A little pop for Mika Parsons here. Amazing wow. player. Possibly defensive player of the year. I'm just calling it right now. And, of course, you have the ever-unreliable uh, Trevon Diggs just kind of either getting completely burned or um, catching an interception. So, yeah, fun team. Um, and I think Cowboys roll here for sure. Good defensive right. play. Who are, you, who are you picking? Definitely Cowboys. I think it's going to not be that close. Raiders have not shown much. Mm, I think I'm actually taking the Raiders on this one, but that is besides the point. Hmm. Which game are you going next? Got to go Bills Saints. I'm shocked you didn't pick this one. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, what's not to like here? Bills, what, what is going on? Got to figure out who they are. They can't run the ball. Saints don't want to let you run the ball. 
So the Bills, guess what they're going to do? They're going to throw. It's going to be an exciting shootout type game. Uh, Saints, uh, guess what? Don't have Kamara. Maybe don't even have Mark Ingram. Hello, Tony Jones. Maybe? Mark Ingram will play. Mark Ingram will play? Okay. Well, then I don't think either team's going to be successful running the ball. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think that means lots of uh, fantasy points for Stephon Diggs, I'm hoping. Uh, I think even Beasley could get in the mix here. Uh, Sanders, I'm done. You're dead to me. Um, And Knox. Love Knox. Knox is back. Love him as a tight end one. Um, Saints-wise, I I don't trust any of the pass catchers. I I think if I had to pick one, it would be... um, God, what's his name? Traquan Smith? Yeah, but I mean, I couldn't even remember his name, so that's how forgettable he is. Um, Simeon's played well. I'd still play Simeon, even against this supposedly scary Bills defense. Um, Simeon's looked good. I, I I don't know, but I still think he's he might get benched for Taysom Hill if he plays badly this game. But um, And Josh Allen, he again, he's going to have a bounce-back game here, I think. Sneaky high shootout potential. I think Bills will beat the Saints, though. Jamie, the thing is, is you're... Uh... Your rationale towards why this is the game to pick is uh, exactly the... Re- you actually argued my own argument for me. This game, it's a mess. Both of these teams are a mess. Personally, I don't want to watch Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon washed out of the fucking Broncos. Yeah, the fucking Broncos, who you were just talking about who can't find a quarterback. You were just talking about Kendall fucking Hinton. Yeah. And they had Trevor Simeon. Look, and even they didn't want Trevor Simeon. I'm starting there. Say what you will about the Saints. They are resilient. No, 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 no. I'm not done yet either. Matt Breida is the most productive running back in the Bills' backfield. Yeah. Matt Breida! Yeah, look. Do you think I want to watch a game highlighted by Matt Breida it's and Trevor Simeon? I'm, I'm out. No, okay. thank you. Well, well, good thing that you didn't pick this one then, because I'm excited that these two teams have to air it out. It's going to be a battle of who can actually complete some deep ones, who can actually keep their quarterback upright. Uh, I think Allen's mobility will come into play here. Uh, the Saints, though, they are desperate for a win, so it's going to be a, a team that with their back against the wall. Both of them, their back's against the wall. Bill's got a scary matchup coming up against the Pats, so uh, they better get this win. So it's, I think the desperation will really... Uh, kind of elevate this game to something that's really exciting to watch. I hope watch it. And I say that, but now watch it be like a nine to six bills win, just like the Jags game. Well, the bills have been figured out just like all the other exciting quarterbacks in the league that all you have to do is run cover two against them. And that's it. Ah, don't be such a Grinch. Come on. All right. Well, leave me, leave me with the crappiest game. Cause we all know <laughs> that no one wants to watch the bears versus the lions. Sorry, Chesley, but this, this game's going to suck. It's going to be so bad. Tim Boyle, ladies and gentlemen, nope. how in the world is Tim Boyle an NFL quarterback? He's not. Goff, Goff will play. Yeah, even if he does, Goff is, wor- Goff is the worst as well. But do you know, let me tell you this about Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle went to two college uh, programs. Uh, Tim Boyle threw somewhere around two or three picks. I don't have the exact stats in his uh, two or three touchdowns in his career at um, a UConn football program as the quarterback. And... 15 interceptions. How many He then transferred to Western Kentucky through like 13 touchdowns and 11 picks in his career there. These aren't the exact numbers. I don't have them pulled up because you know what? I don't care about Tim Boyle, but I will tell you what. He has to have something on someone in the NFL to be on on an NFL roster. I don't know what is going on. Yeah. 
definitely a head scratcher. Goff will be back. Um, that means probably more secure targets for Hawkinson. Hawkinson's still a tight end one, I promise. Like, I know he, he's been disappointed. No, play Hawkinson. Fire him up if you've got him. Uh, Swift is an absolute beast. You better believe I'm going to have him uh, in my lineup. Uh, but other than that, like, run. Run from this game. Dalton is not worth uh, playing. Mooney... Mooney's great. I'd still play Mooney because uh, Robinson's probably going to be out this game. Also, he's done nothing all season. Biggest bust of the year, um, considering where you drafted him. And, uh, oh, David Montgomery is going to be a beast as well. It's going to be a kind of an ugly grounded pound game. I'd play both these defenses, including the Lions defense, because I think the Lions will win. Bears are vulnerable right now. Yeah, I'm not going to pick this game because, frankly, I don't care. I'm going to have to watch it and let my eyes bleed out. Uh, moving on, you get first pick of the uh, rest of the week. What you got? Well, this is exciting. Um, finally, some good games. Let's go with Rams-Packers. Uh, Rams cannot possibly be this bad. They just can't. Like, they these last couple weeks, they've been looking lost on offense. Uh, who knew that Robert Woods was such a big impact player for them? Um, Van Jefferson has been dropping the ball. He's missed some, like, wide open. I say wide open, like, end zone looks. So don't don't give up on him quite yet. I'd still play him as a flex. But then you got, you know, Cooper Cup over-reliable. Um, but all of his production was in garbage time. Uh, Stafford's looked susceptible lately. He's been throwing interceptions. But I think this will all get changed when they play the Packers in this NFC challenge. Because the Packers just gave up a ton of yardage and uh, points to Kirk Cousins and company, who are notoriously hot and cold. Uh and I think Daryl Henderson will have a good game. I think Stafford will have a good game. Cup. And I think Van Jefferson as well. OBJ, you're dead to me. Prove it first. Uh, but I think he can't possibly be any worse than he has been. But I am done with OBJ personally. Packers-wise, A.J. Dillon, smash play, I'd say. Aaron Rodgers, even with a stubbed toe, he'll be fine. Devontae Adams is a beast. I'm trying to think if there are any injuries here. Devontae Adams did show up on the injury report, but I think he'll be fine. Um, MVS, uh, might be an interesting, like flyer flex play in very deep leagues if, uh, Lazard doesn't play. Um, but otherwise, like I'm looking forward to this game. Uh, a lot of implications for the playoffs here. Look, frankly, with this game, you are wildly over it. You're, you're, you've written Odell Beckham off, but I'm excited to see what he looks like. He was dealing with a little injury coming from the Browns, coming to a new team. He, only practiced half a week. He's coming off of a bye, getting a good opportunity to get some get some rapport in with Stafford. Stafford, you know, I mean, we'll see. He's uh, he's going through some injury himself, so we'll see what that looks like. But I, I see a Packers steamroll here. I see A.J. Dillon running for uh, probably the last week, because I don't know if you heard this, but eight, uh, Aaron Jones, back at practice this week. Oh, yeah. Big news. Practice this morning. Uh, the Packers—they're notoriously conservative with their uh, pra- uh, their injuries, so he won't play. I don't think Aaron Jones will play this week because uh, they want to rest him. I think they have a bye next week. The Packers do, so they're going to rest them through the bye. I think um, because the Packers are so good. Um, but I don't think it's going to be a steamroll. Uh, the Rams, like I said, I trust Sean McVay. I think they're going to figure it out. Robert Woods uh, tearing his ACL is a big blow, but I think they've got to be better than this. They were potential the Super Bowl sure. favorites. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I, I'm hoping for a shootout here because I'm going to be invested in this game. If I can't have the Seahawks, I want the Rams. What's your pick? I think, uh, I think that looking at this slate of games, uh, hmm, I, I want Vikes Niners. 
and, oh, and here's why. Okay. The uh, per I don't really like anything to do with Kyle Shanahan in uh, fantasy football, but uh, I got to tell you, he really does run some interesting stuff. He's fun to watch. Justin Jefferson is a wide receiver one right now. He's easily top five in my opinion. He's playing out of his mind. Kirk Cousins has thrown two picks this season. Kirk, wow. Kirk Cousins has thrown wow. two picks. Uh, okay, to be fair, a lot of his balls have been interceptable. If you watch the games, he's still making some mistakes, I promise. You Regardless, we are we are 10 weeks into the season, and he's playing very, very well. And uh, you can't really take that away from him. Adam Thielen's going to continue to get work. I think Justin Jefferson's taken over there. Tyler Conklin is touchdown dependent, but uh, if you're desperate, you can grab him. Um, um, I, I'm interested in Jawan Johnson more than Conklin, but... Well, you should have mentioned that when we were talking about the Saints, Jamie. You're right, you're right. Sorry. That being said, uh, I'm excited to watch Debo run and receive, and I don't know if, which one he's going to have more yards on, so we'll see. It'll be a fun game. Love that. Ayuk also showing signs. I think he's out of the doghouse. Um, and, yeah, he's a solid like wide receiver three with upside, I'd say, every week. Uh, and, of course, you got Elijah Mitchell with his broken finger. Jeez, like, how is how was this guy even considered? <laughs> Can't hold on to the ball. Like, he has a broken finger. How was he but had like Shanahan said he was probable to play last week and of course he yeah, didn't um, and Jeff Wilson didn't do much but Jeff Wilson if he gets the start is going to smash I think he's a great player he remember last at the end of last season he was great uh, and he has Shanahan's trust he got the workload I'm not sure how many carries but it was a full workload so whoever the Niners running back is will be fine they just might not get the pass catching upside to become a RB1 but they will be a solid RB2 I think but you won't know who it is because that's how Shanahan rules. You won't know until the very last minute, and probably the Niners have like the afternoon game, so it'll be super annoying because that's exactly how Shanahan rolls. Vikings-wise, Dalvin Cook is finally starting to get goal line touches. He's been positively re- regressing in that way, or, yeah, regressing to the mean in that way. Um, and Jefferson's a beast. Love him. He's my big mistake of last year was dropping him. And um, Thielen's looking great, and he always gets red zone work. Uh, and Cousins been solid uh, i'm excited for this one too i think you picked a good one here actually i'm talking myself into it all right so what do you what are you t- what are you picking next oh gosh i have to go bucks colts here i'm glad it it you didn't pick this one because we just talked about jonathan taylor it's insane um he's gonna just steamroll the bucks i think it's gonna be like the bills all over again and the bucks though the bucks will be able to punch back the bucks have the, one of the most like well-rounded offenses they have the goat um start everybody i'm talking jonathan taylor will be fine Pittman will be great. I know he had a bad week last week. Uh, Wentz, I think, will be good. I, I think he won't be pressured into Wentzian mistakes because Jonathan Taylor has been so damn good. And the Bucks can be run on uh, against, like, by Jonathan Taylor. Like, he is one exception to the rule um, because he's been so damn good. The Bucks start Godwin, Evans, Gronk, I just mentioned before, Brady, of course. I am expecting a high point total uh shootout here um i don't know who's gonna win i really don't um bucks have super bowl aspirations colts are frisky as heck like they're a super bowl team and they've they've been on a roll they've lost some heartbreakers they they're basically on like a six game winning streak in my eyes Mm. you know i um i'm gonna i i like what you're saying i think it's gonna be fun i'm gonna press the brakes a little bit because the bucks the bucks d line is nothing to be nothing to scoff at Let's not forget here. I think Jonathan Taylor, great runner. I Obviously, I just told you why I'm so thankful for him. But do I think five touchdowns is absolutely out of the question? 100%. So let's start tempering expectations. I think probably two. 
because he's all they've really got. Michael Pittman, good player, but if we're relying on Carson Wentz, I mean, we're, we're relying on Carson Wentz, and that's not something you want to do. I um I think it'll be a good game. I Watching the Bucks tends to infuriate me, so that's a big reason why I uh, moved off, moved away from this one. It's it's really roulette on which one of those receivers gets all the work in a game, and uh, it's they're obviously productive. It's just uh, it's a little volatile to me. With AB out, I think it'll be really funneled to Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Gronk. That's it. Um, no Tyler Johnsons are going to get involved here. Uh, and if the fact that you're saying Jonathan Taylor getting two touchdowns is like tempering expectation, like that just tells you how great he's been. Like I trust Agreed. him completely. I like uh, he he's amazing. Uh, yeah, I just want to see the stars play. Tom Brady's a star. Jonathan Taylor's a star. Evan, you almost made a big mistake. Good thing you didn't. For real. <laughs> All right, what's your next right. pick? Uh, gotta be. I, I'm coming in with a uh, the curveball here. I want Panthers Dolphins. Wow. Oh, okay. The Dolphins The Dolphins have been spicy of late. They're really fun to watch. They're, they do random things in the red zone. It's really fun. Cam Newton is doing Cam Newton things. I mean, it's, it's almost a blast of the past in some ways on one end of the field. And then on the other end of the field, I mean, the Dolphins are rolling. They're hungry. They want to they do some things in this division, and they want to try to sneak into the wild card over the... Uh, over probably the Bills at this point, and uh, I I, I want to I don't think they're going to do it, but I want to watch them try. Love that, yeah. I think the Dolphins don't get enough credit. Um, they are building something on defense. They have been for a while. Their defense is looking better lately. Um, Tua Tua looks a little bit average to me, to be honest. Like he he had an okay game against the Jets, but like I don't know. When I look at him, he doesn't really have much success throwing it deep to be fair he's getting pressured all the time because of how terrible their offensive line is yeah but how fun is waddle waddle is amazing start waddle feel great about it he and in my eyes he's uh he's getting like wide receiver low-end wide receiver one volume and he's getting really easily digestible targets like close to the line of scrimmage um gaseki's still fine is like a low-end tight end one um yeah i know yeah but he's he's basically like a giant wide receiver and um yeah gaskin has been hot and cold this is not a week i'd play gaskin but uh he's a volume play still so maybe like low end wide receiver too but temper your expectations there um and panthers like oh my gosh cam newton i am ready to buy in again like i know people are saying he can't throw and that might be true but he unlocked dj Moore again finally we know the talent's been there um he's running again like he looks great, and Christian McCaffrey is something that just makes the office hum, offense hum and makes it fun to watch. So I think you picked a good one here because of those factors. I think the Panthers will kind of destroy the Dolphins, and then the Dolphins will have some junk time, and both teams will be successful. Yeah, I I, I do hope to see uh, the Panthers uh, even out that uh, that carry distribution between Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey, though. That is not. Uh... You don't you don't want to see Cam Newton outrushing Christian McCaffrey as far as attempts go. So uh, we'll we'll look to see if that changes a little bit. Jamie, what are you thinking next? Oh man, this is this is easy. Uh, Steelers Bengals here. I know it's been ugly um, with the Steelers oh, operation. God. Ugh. <laughs> but this has huge like AFC North implications. Um, Steelers. Uh, Big Ben looks terrible. He has all season for oh. fantasy. Yeah, he's terrible, terrible, terrible. Um, he can't throw a deep ball anymore, so that's why they're doing like really close to the line of scrimmage, like run after the catch, like stuff. 
but they have some actual talent on the roster. Deontay Johnson looks amazing. Quinn, I'd start him as a wide receiver one each and every week. Claypool suddenly getting worked back into things, um, and he's always been talented. Uh, you have Najee Harris, who's looked terrible, to be honest. The only reason he's being successful as a wide re- uh, running back one is because he gets volume. Uh, but honestly, not very efficient at all. But he gets the volume. He's on the field for like 95% of their snaps, which is insane. Scary moment last game where he looked like he might have gotten concussed, but he came back. He's cleared, so good, all good there. Um, yeah. I mean, as long as Big Ben doesn't melt down, the Steelers will be fine. The Bengals, not sure who they are still. I want to figure that out. Uh, this would be a statement game if they beat the Steelers. Um, but again, this is the same team that lost to the Jets a while ago. So um, Joe Mixon's a start. Uh, really wish I'd kept him over Chris Carson. Thanks for that, Quinn. Um, he's getting the volume. He's looking amazing. Jamar Chase will have a bounce back here, I think. Steelers secondary is nothing to be scared of. And um, yeah, I'm just excited. T. Higgins, I wouldn't play. Uh, but I'm pretty excited to see the Bengals offense kind of what they can do. This is a big litmus test for them. I think the Steelers will win, but the Bengals uh, have been looking like inconsistent, but more explosive for sure. All right, Jamie, here's the thing though. This game is precisely the kind of game that I know you want because you like being stressed out. This game exhausts me. I don't like watching talented players constantly be putting into situations where they can get hurt because on each side of the ball for different reasons. Big Ben throwing freaking hospital balls. I mean, this guy needs to be put in a home. I mean, are we kidding at this point? The Steelers have been unbelievable in their loyalty to him, and it is just ridiculous. This guy is done. I do not... I would rather see Tim Boyle in this game. Oh, my god! And I know that's crazy, but he is exhausting. I don't like watching dump-off passes to Najee where I've got freaking... God, Tony Romo is talking about how he would have tore his ACL on that play if he was watching if he was watching him do that. Luckily, Najee's got his young knees or whatever. It's a bunch of crap. I mean, Mike Tomlin, what are you doing? It's just disgusting. The fact that Deontay Johnson has been healthy half as much as he has this year is a miracle, frankly. And then the Bengals can't get a lineman. Look, I was very against their Jamar Chase pick because I think the Penne Sewell would have changed a lot for Joe Burrow. And you know what? Thank God Jamar Chase is worth it because Joe Burrow goes out there every week and he gets killed, frankly. There is no time. And it is so hard to watch this offense because so much talent. Joe, Jamar, T, I, t- even Tyler Boyd is being relegated to almost nothing because there's no time in this pocket. And it is it is just too much to watch. I don't like watching players always be on injury watch all week. And I couldn't I couldn't do this game. Well, good thing you don't have to because I got it. Also, Steelers are getting some pieces back on defense. They should be looking uh, more frisky in that respect. And more um, likely for Joe Burr to die. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I think that the Bengals will be put to the test here. This will be a game where we can figure out who they are. So that's why I'm excited. Who's your pick? All right. You know, I'm going to go Chargers-Broncos um, purely because I, I can't get enough of watching the Chargers. I mean, Justin Herbert is electric. He's so much fun to watch. He just slings the ball all over the field. So much fun. He is, he is easily the most exciting quarterback for me to watch. And it's not even close. I mean, Jalen hurts awesome runner, but I mean, Justin Herbert, he just, he makes that offense fly. Austin Eckler. Sorry, Chesley. I kind of poached him. I I know I gave you Justin Jefferson, but uh, that guy's dynamite. He's a top five fantasy pick. And I, I, I can't get enough of this chargers offense. The Broncos, I mean, we'll see. It'd be nice if Cortland Sutton does something after he gets paid. 
but um, I'm not going to hold my breath considering the target share that you're seeing uh, go to Judy. The Broncos' defense stays being very, very impressive. So I think that every time the Chargers are on offense and the Broncos are on defense, you're going to see a lot of exciting stuff. I hope the Broncos get off the field as quick as possible Yeah, on offense. I like that. Herbert's been great. He's been a little inconsistent. Um, sometimes he looks a little frazzled in the pocket. And you'll see a lot of that with this Broncos secondary because they're elite. They're a top three secondary at least. Wow, okay, that's high praise um, for the Broncos secondary there. They, if they could just find a quarterback, they'd have something here. But uh, the Broncos, I think, are going to get – it should be interesting. It should be close. Um, Chargers like to win ugly, so uh, I don't see any team running away with it here. Keenan Allen's looked great. He's had a resurgence. Uh, Mike Williams – I'm done with you. He's another player I'm just done with. I don't care that he got like a 75-yard touchdown at the very last play of the game or whatever happened last week. Uh, don't play him as more than just a flex. Boomer bust, as usual. Um, Herbert's a star. Eckler, oh my God. I've traded him away so many times this year, and now he's just showing me that he he's he's one of those guys that like knows he's on everyone's fantasy team, and he promised people like if you, if you drafted him and he takes you to the fantasy playoffs, like... He's like super into that stuff. So believe me, he's aware and he's upset when he doesn't earn you fantasy points. So, and he's like a dual threat and he's a beast. So last week, expect more of that, to be honest. Um, and Broncos wise, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, I'm kind of sick of this whole like, ooh, like let's give both of them equal work. Like it's annoying me. Just give Javante more work because um, he's the young guy who's a, a little unknown and he looks more electric. But um, Teddy is a fine play, I guess, because the Chargers don't have a good defense. And, um, yeah, just play um, Judy and no one else. Hey, Javante, Javante, I'll, I'll just end with this. He has the most yards after contact of any running back in the entire league. So getting more run for him would be cool to see. I'm not convinced it'll happen because Melvin Gordon is annoyingly consistent. Yeah, he's been okay. Um, Tim Patrick is a deep league flex. Uh, interesting name. He also got paid. And I'm not sure why they're paying Sutton and Tim Patrick, like, Sutton's done it is very interesting. interesting. Bench Sutton. Okay. All right. What's next? Now, let's go Browns, Ravens. Mm, yeah. All right. Because there's implications here as well. Uh, I'm just going to have the AFC North to watch here. Uh, Browns, yeah. you're disgusting. And Baker should probably be sitting. He shouldn't be playing. Uh, but I like Nick Chubb. And I think he's amazing. He's, he's definitely like a top five running back in the league. Um, he is super talented. They're committed to him. He's all they have. Uh, if the Ravens uh, Kareem Hunt him, is off IR. Oh, Kareem Hunt. So maybe Kareem Hunt will play. Uh, even more exciting for me then to be invested in this. Um, either, both of them are RB1s if they play. Uh, that's all they're going to do. Jarvis Landry, don't care <clears throat> that he got a, run, a rushing touchdown. That won't be repeatable. They just don't throw well because Baker has like a dislocated shoulder and a broken knee or whatever. Like Whatever's going on with him, he shouldn't be playing. Just pretend they're just going to run the ball because that's all they're going to do anyway. Think about it like the Lions. You're still playing Swift, uh, but you know that Jared Goff is broken, at least mentally. Um, And, yeah, as far as the Ravens go, I'm thinking, like, Lamar will be back. It'll be fun to see him. Um, Devontae Freeman's been looking good, um, and I'd play him as, like, an RB, too. And then um, you have, of course, uh, hopefully Hollywood Brown. Like, the Ravens didn't have their pieces last week, so, of course, they didn't look good. But I'm excited to have them back. They're going to probably try to make a statement against the Browns. It's going to be a divisional game, so there's extra emotions and like implications. So I, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. Um, yeah. 
yeah, I don't have a ton to add to that. Um, I, I hope to see uh, less Devonte Freeman, more uh, Mark Andrews, more Marquise Brown. Um, I'd like to see. Uh, gosh, what is that? Uh, you know, they've got some. They've got some nice pieces there. You know, I I want to see more of this throwing that they've been kind of doing this year. I, I think that it'll. It's not going to be an awful game. I I Baker Mayfield is not much higher on that list of quarterbacks that I uh, don't want to watch. So uh, I think that's all you. You can keep watching these boring quarterbacks stink it up. But uh, yeah, I, I don't. I've, I don't got a lot. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take the Eagles Giants because uh, I'm glad this is on the board. Frankly, I I'm this shouldn't be here. This is gonna be a fun game. The Eagles are ascending as we speak. There are maniac Eagles fans who are loving watching this team, and they've got a nice schedule down the stretch. They get the Giants again before the end of the year, and I'm excited to watch all of these games. The Eagles are going to absolutely eat the Giants for breakfast on offense. I'm just calling it how I see it. Uh, The Giants have exciting pieces. They don't have Jason Garrett, who um, is atrocious. Uh, Under Jason Garrett, the Giants had the least touchdowns offensively in the entire league in his tenure there. So um happy to see that be out of my life and uh happy to see my my guy Kadarius Tony who um is really just more of a fever dream at this point, more of a loose concept. Hope to see him do a little more. 12 targets was nice to see, but we're going to hope to see all of these offensive players get involved. Evan Ingram, great talent, maybe he gets a little more work, hopefully. Um, if you're desperate, you if you have to find somebody to play, you probably should play him. I don't know why Charlie owns him, but he does. Um, but I, I I think the Eagles are going to wipe the Giants this game. But uh, I, I think the potential of something fun is there. I don't want to see Daniel Jones turn the ball over anymore, though. Yeah, yeah. And the Eagles, this is important for them to sneak into the playoffs here. They're looking dangerous. They're looking like one of those teams that can beat any team any any week. Absolutely. Jalen Hurts, like you mentioned earlier, is a beast. Like he, he maybe isn't the, like the most the high vol, highest volume thrower, but that's not that's by design. Like he's he's runner, he's a runner. Like they're showcasing that by adding like running backs around him. Miles Sanders, I think, will have a great game. Um, he hasn't been good all season, but I think this is the time for him. Um, and especially with Jordan Howard, definitely out. I think he's definitely going to be out. Uh, I wouldn't play any other running backs though. Devontae Smith looks like a beast. The Giants do not scare you. Play Devontae Smith as a wide receiver, too. Um, and who else? Like, Darius Slay has been making plays. He's had two pick sixes, I think, in his last three games, something like that. Giants look a little lost. Uh, but, you know, now that the you know the, the beast has left, like, the building with Jason Garrett, um, maybe they'll solve some of their off- offensive issues. Like, Saquon Barkley can't be any worse than he's been. Um, play him as, like, an RB2 with upside. And then you've got, you know, Kadarius Tony, who I believe in, he's still getting the targets. He's just getting the kind of the Jalen Waddle treatment, like the low, like close to the line of scrimmage targets that aren't very valuable. But I think they'll open things up. Sterling Shepard might come back, play him as a wide receiver too, if he plays, because he just gets force fed by Daniel Jones. And no one else. Galladay, I don't trust you anymore. You're you're another like OBJ type where I just, just buy forever until you prove it. No, Galladay's in the burn book for sure. But it's going to be tough. Giants will be playing catch-up against the Eagles because the Eagles are going to destroy them. All right. What are you thinking? Uh, I'm going to go with Titans-Pats. Uh, but I, I'm worried because I'm worried about poor Ryan Tannehill, who we all, we, we me and you have both been kind of on the same page. You've slowly been converting me to a Tana train fan. And 
I've liked what he's been doing, but he has to be in kind of the right conditions to succeed, and these are not the right conditions here. Matthew Judon has been sacking quarterbacks left and right. Who knew, right? An amazing signing by the, the Patriots. They've gotten a lot of their pieces back on defense. J.C. Jackson's a stud. Like, he's going to shut down A.J. Brown if he plays on his, like, broken knee or whatever is going on. That's an exaggeration. But A.J. Brown is always battling something. So even if he plays, I'm not playing him. Like, I'm benching him. You probably don't have a better option. But um, Nick Westbrook-Akina we mentioned earlier. Like, still, I, I don't feel comfortable with that. as more than, like, a Boomer Bucks flex. So, like, and then we got an interesting running back thing going on with the Titans. And I'm trying to figure this one out. Dontrell Hilliard is the one that's getting me excited. I like that Butt Fumble picked them up in our league. Um, he received 10 targets last week. And that was probably due to game script. But they were trusting him in the end of the game during, like, when they were trying to make a comeback here. Uh, against the freaking Texans. Um, so I'm interested in him. Deontay Foreman looks good, actually. Uh, who I don't think, um, what's his name? McNichols will be will be back. So it'll just be those two. And we'll, it'll be interesting to see what they do because they need to establish a more consistent running game. Uh, they really miss Derrick Henry. They're going to get steamrolled, though, by the Pats. And Mac Jones has fully, I heard this in a podcast, so I'm kind of stealing this, but he's kind of be, been fully programmed to obey by the uh, Belichick way in the Patriot way. Uh, in his press conferences, if you watch them at the beginning of the season, he's kind of bright, young, and happy, and like bubbly, and like there's a little personality peeking through. Uh, now, he's just fully programmed to say what he needs to say, uh, and basically say like, we got to run the ball, and we got to execute our offense. Like, So he's been fully programmed, essentially, and he is the next coming of Tom Brady, clearly. Uh, he's very efficient. Don't start him in fantasy, though. Um, and they're going to run down the Titans' neck and uh, with their two running backs, Ramondre Stevenson and Harris, who are both good RB2 plays. And um, yeah, I'm excited to watch it. Uh, no one else on the Patriots. I wouldn't play anyone except for the defense. But yeah, uh, I'll just watch the Titans get shellacked. Unless they can surprise us like they have been all season. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. is You can never really count the Titans to do what you expect them to. That's, that's kind of their forte. But they have a bye next week. So wouldn't it be nice if they could just, you know, have one final amazing surprising game? We'll see. We'll see. All right, now we're out down to the dregs. Uh, fortunately, uh, actually, unfortunately, I have to settle for two of these games, which is uh, which is a bummer. But but here we are. Uh, I'm gonna go with Falcons Jags purely because uh, one of the things I was thankful for didn't get a chance to say it, but I'm thankful for uh, James Robinson. Really, and uh, I've. He's an undrafted running back from last year. Biggest sleeper in fantasy in 2020. He's more of a known commodity, but he's only improved. He's so much fun to watch. I I would like I'm kind of excited to see what happens with this receiving core. I mean, Dan Arnold has been kind of a revelation. You might get to see a little more of him. Trevor Lawrence has got to pick it up at some point. But um the Falcons, if Cordell plays, Cordell's always a blast. Uh, hope to see Kyle Pitts get back on track. I, I really hate watching Matt, Matt Ryan, <laughs> but, uh, you know, th- the thing is, is this is, this is kind of just going to be a, a limp noodle fest, if you will. I don't expect anything spicy here. Um, and yeah, I think, uh, I think, I don't really have a lot to add here. I, but there, there's just a, it's unknown what's going to happen with a lot of these target shares, especially the Jaguars. And uh, the Falcons are boring. Yeah, uh, agree with I agree with everything you said. James Robinson should eat here. This is his time. Um, Falcons are not scary defensively, obviously. Patriots ran all over them. Everyone runs all over them. They're not good. 
they're not a good playoff. What's weird is they're like, what are they, five and six? Like their record is way better than they are. Uh, and I think Cordero Patterson is kind of the key to this whole situation. Who He should be back this week. And he should be kind of Matt Ryan's security blanket. And he should be able to open up Kyle Pitts a little more. I'd play all of these guys. Kyle Pitts, low-end wide receiver one still. You know, Corderell is obviously running back. Kyle Pitts is a tight end one. Excuse me, tight end one. And he's a high-end tight end one. He's great. He's just been inconsistent like all tight ends, but you still play him as a tight end. One. Yeah, but inconsistent as a tight end, but especially if your high end is the kind of ceiling he has, I, he's still, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure. Ridley might be coming back, like his window's open, but mental health, you know, you never He's really not know. coming back. Don't I, I don't count on Ridley until you can see him. I know you have him on your team, but uh, I'm, I'm just going to let you know. That's not something that you can count on. Yeah, yeah. And even when he wasn't, he wasn't very good. Jaguars, uh, Dane Arnold. Yeah, he's like a low-end wide receiver one, or tight end one. Excuse me. And um, I'd say Lavishka's Chenault is interesting because he got moved to the slot because Jamal Agnew, everyone's favorite Jaguar, is now injured and out for the season. Um, and he was actually doing some things. Marvin Jones, I'd play him as maybe like a low-end wide receiver. I three. No, no Marvin Jones for me. But yeah, not that, a whole lot of fantasy goodness here at all. Yeah, but I think that it, I don't think you. Of... I don't think you should play anyone in this game except for Cordarrelle if he plays James Robinson. Dan Arnold, Kyle Pitts. I think that's it. I think everyone else is unplayable. I hey Evan, I I know Trevor Lawrence is going to make it into your lineup because it's, oh god, it's fun yeah, now. that's got to change, Evan. I don't know what's going on. Some sort but, of inside joke. But the truth is, is um, yeah, I I wouldn't start anyone else. This is a wait and see game for me. Okay, yeah, I think Matt Ryan will be a little better with Cordero, but that's a huge if. Not really. I think he'll play. I think Cordero will play, and he'll be himself. Okay, I'm going to pick the Jets-Texans, and I think you know why. Um, the Jets. I'm, a, I'm intrigued by the Jets. Um, let's see. Zach Wilson's had some time on the shelf. He's had some time to re- like recover from his knee injury. I think, frankly, the Jets were just giving him some time. He, he got a timeout, basically. He, they, they didn't, he's been bad. He's been bad this season. There were high hopes um, when they drafted him second overall. I know that there's Jets fans in our league. Um, so I'm talking to you right now, but I think the boy can play. I think that he will prove it. He'll be looking. I think he'll have his best game of the season. And if if there's any time to have a good game, it's against the Texans, who have been kind of sneaky defensively recently. Um, the emergence of Elijah Moore though is a big X factor in this. He Elijah Moore has been like a wide receiver one the last four weeks. He's been he's, very he's what very I wanted Kadarius Tony to be. He he reminds me of Justin Jefferson, kind of a similar like time frame ish. Like a similar, like he's a lot smaller. I think he's more of a slot guy. He's not really like a, but he's also a deep threat. Like he, he's exciting. He looks good if you watch him play. Jets should be really excited about this player. They got Corey Davis, who's a solid wide receiver. They've got um, who else am I forgetting? They've got Jameson Crowder, my boy, who got his, I, mean, I think his second touchdown of the season. Like don't expect that every season, every year, or every every week. But Jets are interesting. Michael Carter going out is a big deal though. Um, and I want to touch on that real quick. Tevin Coleman, I don't think we'll quite replace him. I think Ty Johnson will be the replacement you want as like a low-end wide receiver run, running back too because uh, he gets the pass-catching upside. But, you know, Tevin Coleman might get some work. Uh, Texans, frisky defensively, I'd play them. I'd play their defense. I am playing their defense. Uh, Tarod ran in two scores. That's the Tarod you want to see, not the one that throws four interceptions. Brandon Cooks will be unlocked this week. He's going to be a wide receiver too with upside. Um, other than that, like, I don't want to mess with their running backs, even though they have a good matchup and they're, you know, they have a high projection this week. 
I don't care. If anyone, I'd play Rex Burkhead, I guess, because he got 18 touches. But no pass catching. So I don't know. It's going to be gross. I just want to see the Texans and Zach Wilson show growth. Yeah, um, I hope Zach Wilson doesn't play, and I hope we see Mike White instead. But that's just because uh, that's what I like better. Yeah, you're, Quinn has a weird obsession with Mike White that I don't understand. Anyway, let's, uh, let me break down this last game that I'm being forced to watch because you can't stand to watch your Seahawks. Oh, they're so bad. Have fun with that. Now, here's the thing. I don't want to watch the Seahawks either because it's not fun. The Seahawks can't do anything on offense. Their running back situation is garbage. I'm going to quickly, because I, there's nothing else to really talk about against the Seahawks offense. I Honestly, I wouldn't start any of them. Oh, my God. I wouldn't start any of them except for Alex Collins, and no, that's it. Disgusting. Bench Metcalf. Bench Lockett. Bench Russ. All of them out. They're all burned. Seahawks are done. Okay. All right. You're clearly I'll... trying to trigger me here. Um... No. 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 I, I'm covering this game. I'm going to talk about it. Wow. Okay. You really the, turn the tables here. The football team, rather, they're kind of fun. Taylor Heineke, I'm ready for him to be done. I don't know when Fitzpatrick's coming back, but hopefully it's soon. We get Logan Thomas back. Let's go, everyone. More tight end talent. Love it. You got to get Logan Thomas back in there. Antonio Gibson is healthy-ish. If you got him, you got to play him, in. You got uh, Terry McLaurin, healthy, got to play him. Uh, this team's coming on a little bit. I mean, not really, but against the Hawks, anybody's on. I start them all. The Hawks are terrible. Absolute dumpster fire. Forget them. Okay, um, let me address a couple things here. Alex Collins, nobody should be starting Alex Collins. He's terrible. I've been watching him closely. The, the Hawks shouldn't be trying to establish the run because they can't do anything. No, it doesn't matter, but they will establish the run. And they and might do it with... that's why you should start him. They might do it with DJ Dallas. You just don't know with them. Uh, Rashad Penny is injured again. Surprise, surprise. So, honestly, I would steer clear of their whole running back situation. Now, DK Metcalf, you got to play him as a low-end wide receiver, too. Uh, Lockett as a nope. high-end wide receiver, three. You've got nope. Russ as a quarterback, two right now. Like, you can't, you can't trust them, but you also can't bench them. Forget um, them all. They are going to be a little bit frisky this week against Washington, who's not a good defense. No, they won't. They will. They have to be. They can't be any worse. You They're can't... good for nothing. Okay, I agree with that. And I we had a private conversation about how mad I am at the Seahawks, and I won't get into that here. But Washington is more more exciting. I agree. Washington, Heineke, I love Heineke. I disagree with you about that one. I don't want to see Fitzpatrick, and I'm a huge Fitzpatrick fan. He's not coming back, by the way. I don't care what NFL.com says. He's not coming back, guys, this season. He's, he's done. He's got a hip. He's old. Um, Taylor Heineke looks great. He's making the right reads. He's making some gutsy gutsy plays. He's running a little bit. He's he's kind of like the spark plug of a player. Like kind of, He has that Fitzpatrick. He's like a baby Fitzpatrick. He's got that crazy energy. I love it. Uh, and then you've got Gibson, healthy-ish. Yeah, healthy. Healthy and getting the work. He's just not getting the pass catching. He's a good wide receiver running back, too. Uh, and then um, you have McLaurin back, unlocked. He's kind of a boomer bust wide receiver too, but still a great player. Uh, again, one of my favorites. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to see this one. No, I'm not. What am I saying? I'm excited to see Washington. I'm excited to see Washington destroy the Hawks. And the Hawks hopefully have some garbage time where they show that they aren't completely terrible. But yeah, I, I want the Hawks to just go away forever. Yeah, don't play anyone. Agreed. All right, well, that's it. 
Our, uh, we ran uh, we ran for an hour five minutes. Okay. Hour, it's uh, it's not bad for our first run through. We made it. Guys, give us the feedback. <laughs> uh, I think that uh, we're gonna have to get some guests on. That's the plan yes. for uh, going forward. Uh, and then uh, we're gonna do we're gonna do uh, league breakdowns next episode. So uh, be ready for that. And uh, Jamie, any final words? No, uh, I'm. That was a lot of fun. Thanks for doing that. Um, and I hope somebody listens. That would be great. Uh, and I am excited to see who wants to be a guest star on this. It's kind of therapeutic for me here to rant about the Seahawks a bit. So, cool. All right. Well, perfect. Um, Drake, thank you. The league, thank you. Jamie, thank you for having a wonderful discussion. And uh, we'll see everybody next week. 